Hello, people. It is December 13th, 2022. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. And if I had to see Justin Trudeau singing Bohemian Rhapsody, then you had to see it too. You owe me a thank you because we cut it short. It was just a little nibble that we gave you. It's horrible. And uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of Justin Trudeau kind of stuff. I've know, I know we've been focusing really hardcore on Elon and the, and the Twitter thing. So we're going to take a little bit of a break uh, from that today. We're doing a rubenreport.locals.com community Q&A. I think there is some couple questions related to the Twitter situation, but I wanted to just start completely away from any of that today because there was a few clips of Trudeau that uh, I think are making the rounds right now and just show the utter hypocrisy and vapidness of this clown. And then, on, and then I happened to see, having nothing to do with that, uh, I happened to see this clip of Robin Williams and man, wouldn't it be great if Robin Williams was still around? What a, what a shame and a, a incredible talent that we lost too soon. Uh, making fun of Joe Biden back in 2009. I saw this on the Twitter machine and I thought uh, it would be a fun thing to talk about with you guys and how we need comedy, especially in times like this. One of the things that has happened over the last couple of years, we've basically decimated comedy. There's so few funny shows out there because everyone's afraid to be politically incorrect and say anything true. And then, you know, Netflix airs that that woman's comedy special where she her, the whole point was not to make anyone laugh. Like it's all whacked out. So we're going to do a little comedy, a little Justin Trudeau, some community Q&A, then we'll go on our happy way. All right. First, let me talk to you guys about Bonner Private Wine. You know, for 200 years, a few small families deep in the Andes Mountains have been making a dark red wine unlike anything you've ever tasted. These wines are made in such small quantities, many wouldn't normally make it to the US, but the guys over at Bonner Private Wine Partnership have partnered with these families to bring this never before imported wine to wine lovers in the US. Today, I've arranged special access for my audience to be among the first Americans to reserve this rare supply of extreme altitude wine. Visit bonnerprivatewines.com Dave and you'll get top quality extreme altitude wine for a huge discount. Perfect for any holiday meal with the family. And if you order today, you'll not only get a huge discount and complimentary shipping, you'll also get a bonus bottle of small batch limited production wine from their exclusive seller. That's four bottles for the price of three. Just visit bonnerprivatewines.com slash Dave to get your wine today. And now back to me. All right, let's go back to the year 2009 when comedy used to be funny. Here's Robin Williams, a legendary comedian Robin Williams on then Vice President Joe Biden. We still have comedy though. We still have great comedy out there. There's always rambling Joe Biden. What the f Joe says that even people with Tourette's go, no. No. What is going on? Joe is like your uncle who's got a new drug and hasn't got the dosage right. I'm proud to work with Barack America. He's not a superhero, you idiot. Come here. When FDR was on television, there was no TV back then. Come here, Joe. Sit down. Man, he went too early, didn't he? He really did. Uh, I thought it was just funny and worth showing you that because that was back in 2009. That's 13 years ago. And already people were talking about Joe's flummoxed confusion and screwing up words and names and everything else. Flash forward 13 years and here we are and he's the elderly man pretending to be president. But I thought we would compare 
uh, making fun of Joe Biden, and Joe Biden is certainly worth making fun of, uh, to the guy up north, Justin Trudeau, and you know my feelings about Justin Trudeau, and the important thing is that in America, we're allowed to make fun of our presidents, we're allowed to make fun of our senators and congresspeople, we have the First Amendment, and although the government has been encroaching on it through big tech, uh, we still can make fun of these people, and uh, this is a heck of a segue, but I just thought it was important that I made fun of Justin Trudeau right now. Here's Justin Trudeau saying Canada is a place of free expression. As you can also see, Canada is a place of free expression where individuals and communities are free to express themselves openly and strongly. And we thank them for sharing their perspectives. Merci beaucoup. Merci d'être ici. Oh, you soulless lizard man. Uh, that is the same Justin Trudeau who, as you know, was closing down truckers' bank accounts, calling half the country racist and transphobic because they were trying to get uh, their stores and schools open and churches and uh, other places of worship, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but this guy, as far as I can tell, has no human soul. That he can go up there and constantly say the exact opposite of what his actions would prove, that he's for free speech it's so wonderful that we have free speech here when he crashes down on the people that try to exercise their free speech. So it should not surprise you that Justin Trudeau does want to regulate big tech because, you know, people are saying mean things. How far are you willing to go with regulating social media companies? And what do you say to those who think that it's an attempt to stifle free speech? I think we've seen that, uh, that uh, the impact that social media, uh, particularly around hate speech, around intolerance, around incitement to violence, uh, is a real problem in our communities. Uh, we need to always walk that careful balance between respecting rights to free expression and free speech uh, and keeping our communities safe. And unfortunately, what happens in the virtual world uh, sometimes spills over into the real world. And I think it's really important that social media companies understand their responsibility to, uh, to uh, shape uh, and to ensure uh, that our communities stay uh, safe for everyone. He's just such a vapid nothing. It's not really a social media company's responsibility to do anything other than make product, uh, make a product that event hopefully makes the, the founders some cash and employs a bunch of people and puts out a good, valuable thing in your pocket on this thing, right? That's what a tech company is supposed to do. Now, we'd like people to be a little bit nicer online, I suppose. As I always say, you can block or mute or just not look at your phone. Um, but, you know, he conflates three things there. First off, he talks about hate speech. Now, first, from an American perspective, and of course, he's the prime minister of Canada, but from an American perspective, there is no such thing as hate speech. The Supreme Court has litigated on this. And if you are going to have free speech, then you can't have something called hate speech, right? Because one person's free speech is another person's hate speech. So we do not, from an American perspective, have hate speech. Now, of course, Canada does not have the, the protections around speech that we have in the United States. It's one of the things really that, and I would say the second amendment, the first and second amendment, our ability to speak freely and our ability to own weapons are the things that are keeping us from going off that cliff that Canada seems to be going off of, this authoritarian uh, cliff. So he talks about hate speech. Then he also talks about intolerance. People are gonna be intolerant. It's just how it is. It's just how it is. Justin Trudeau, you, I find you rather intolerant of half of Canada. Uh, and certainly anyone that 
believes in the things that I believe in. So if I had the power, should I ban you? Do you see that this is a two-way street and you could be uh, you could be screwing yourself once you go down that road? And then finally, he talks about incite to violence. Now that's something, right? So uh, again, I'll do this from an American perspective. There's no such thing as hate speech. You can say mean things about people. It's just how it is. I don't like you very much. Okay, you could say it. Uh, then there is intolerance. People are going to be intolerant. A certain amount of people are not going to like trans people. A certain amount of people are not going to like white people. It's just how it is. It's part of the human condition. And the best you can do is try to explain to people that they should not be intolerant, right? Uh, that would be something. Now, the incite to violence is different because that is a direct violation of the law. You cannot say, and I want you to go there and kill those people. I want you to go violently harass this person, et cetera, et cetera. But he purposely conflates all these things because ultimately, of course, what does he want? I mean, it's very obvious. The guy wants to have control of the internet. He wants to have control over Canadians' ability to communicate with each other. He wants to pretend that he's for free speech and for free expression while he crashes down on protesters who are going against his authoritarian tactics. You guys get it. Is there a Canadian Robin Williams? They had John Candy, they don't have John Candy anymore. Who's out there doing comedy at a Canadian level that's funny these days? I'd like to find that person and talk to them. Gad Sad's pretty good, but he's not a, com he's not a comedian. He's just a evolutionary biologist who hides under his desk. It's a long story. If you haven't seen those videos, we should post one. Uh, all right, let me talk to you about guys about Cozy Earth and then we're gonna get to the community Q&A. Uh, are you looking to score a few extra points by giving the perfect gift this holiday season? I've got two great ideas, certain to have family and friends bragging about how thoughtful you are. And they're both from Cozy Earth, the brand with thousands of five-star reviews, including mine. First, Cozy Earth Luxury Bedding. I own a set of these sheets and you can't believe how soft they are. They're not only super soft, but they're made from the finest premium viscous from highly sustainable bamboo. That makes them naturally temperature regulating so you'll sleep comfortably year round. I sure do. And second, anything from their luxurious loungewear collection, including soft and stylish bamboo pajamas, joggers, tees, and more. I love the sweatpants. While you're there, check out their premium plush and waffle bath towels. You'll love those too. And every cozy earth bedding item comes in a cool reusable canvas bag. Save 40% now on Cozy Earth. Hurry, holiday offer ends soon. Go to cozyearth.com slash Dave and save 40%. That's cozyearth.com slash Dave, cozyearth.com slash Dave. And now back to me. Rubenreport.locals.com, community Q&A. Here we go. Nick says, uh, Tulsi has not stated any future political aspirations beyond her podcast, but do you think that the increasing mass exodus, uh, mass exodus of Democrats like her and Kristen Sinema will make it more likely for independent party candidates to win elections? Look, as far as I can tell right now, we are just stuck in this duopoly. And there are actual decent reasons that it's okay, and then there are, there are a lot of facets of it that are not okay. On one hand, you could say that having just Democrats and Republicans, it keeps the sort of center like, the, okay, this is this, this is this, like we've got two basic paths and they meet occasionally and nobody can go too far off the deep end. That would be some argument. I don't know that you can fully argue that anymore because the left has gone so bananas that they've dragged everybody in that direction. But you know, it's sort of, it's like a very kind of like simple way of looking at politics. You have Republicans and Democrats and we have this or this, this or this. And maybe that, that binary choice is one of the things that's making us all 
sort of crazy. But there is something to be said about two political parties not having to worry about a coalition and and that you're you're hopefully pushing as many people towards the center with limited choices. Something like that. Uh, but then there are governments all over Europe uh, that have these coalitions. And I just had Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu on, who has for many times now, because he's been prime minister for many, many years, had to create these coalitions. So people don't just vote for the right-leaning party or the left-leaning party. There's all these different parties. Then the coalition comes in, has to get a minimum amount of seats to run the parliament. In their case, it's 61 seats out of 120. And then you have uh, a government. There's problems with that because if you're the party that has two seats, but you're getting the coalition over from 59 to 61, you have an awful lot of disproportionate power. That's why their governments keep falling. So it's all tough, but uh, as far as Tulsi and Kirsten Cinema, the idea that they are, you know, in essence, leaving the Democrat party is good. I think that there is a lot of opportunity to work with Republicans right now. I really do, as you guys know, last week, I went to DC to talk to the new congressional Republicans. Like they're eager to be better than their predecessors. I think that they've really learned a lot, uh, partially from Ron DeSantis here in Florida about what leadership is and picking the right fights. I think there's a sense even now, Kevin McCarthy, who most likely will be the, the majority leader, like he seems like he's getting a little backbone as Joe Biden would say, he's got a backbone like a ramrod, whatever the hell that means. So like, I think there is something kind of good coming. But the spirit of people that are that are independents truly, and oh, I take a little bit from here and a little bit from here, I think that that's great. I just think that there's a lot more room to work with those people if you're gonna do it on the right rather than on the left, where I just think there's, there's scorched earth, there's not much left. Bobby says, hey Dave, I hope you're feeling better. I am completely fine. I had COVID, I was fine. The only reason I took the test was because of the kids. I had a little scratchy throat. It's all good, thank you very much. Uh, do you think Fauci will face any legal action because of his flip-flop decisions on masks and lockdowns? Dr. Burke admitted in her book that they were encouraging Trump to lock down the country should she be called in to testify that Fauci did want lockdowns. Right, so Fauci has taken every position on this. He has said many times, I wasn't for lockdowns, and then there's plenty of video saying that he was. And I didn't want to keep kids out of school, and yes, he did. And masks work, and then he's emailing friends to say that they don't work. Like, he's... Some, he deserves whatever he gets, I suppose. Although, unfortunately, I think he's probably just gonna get a big pension and, and that'll be it. Look, if it's proven without question that he lied under oath to Rand Paul about gain of function or what NIH was doing, et cetera, et cetera, if you lie under oath to Congress or the Senate, then, then you're in trouble and you have to be in trouble, right? It's one thing, as I always say, it's one thing to lie to a CNN journalist. It's one thing to lie to me. It's one thing to lie to you. But if you lie under oath, then there has to be repercussions for that. And Fauci has really, uh, not only has been one of the prime purveyors of this dishonest streak that we have in this country right now, um, but the way he's gaslighting everybody to, to say that, no, I didn't say any of the things that I said, but do I have great faith that something will happen to him? Probably not. It's just not how the system works. Uh, Janzi says, good morning, Dave. How many psychiatrists or psychologists do you think are actually good? Do you feel they're all contributing to our downfall? Well, I don't know that I can give you a number on that, but I would say generally speaking, um, you know, we have a very, very at the psych psychiatrist level. I'll do that one first because obviously there's a difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist. At a psychiatrist level, you know, the people that are prescribing the pills, we have a deeply, deeply, deeply over uh, drug society. There's just no doubt about that. Everyone's got ADHD. 
everyone's got, you know, this attention deficit disorder and that thing and the other one and restless leg syndrome and spastic whatever, and that we drug everybody. I do not think that that is good. There's an entire industry around that. And then they, they come with all these side effects and then you see the commercial with the depressed guy walking around with the little cartoon, you know, cloud hanging over him. And then what does he do? He takes another pill because of the side effects of the other pill. It's not good. Uh, as for psychology, um, I think there's some decent psychologists out there. I think mostly if people would just get off themselves, that sounded dirty. But, but what I mean by that is mostly uh, you should take some responsibility for your life. Uh, start putting some of your like innate beliefs, that little part of you that knows what's good and true, start following that thing a little bit more and then some of the other like general craziness won't get you. I think that's also partly why over the two plus years of COVID, people who were a little more connected to belief seemed to be a little bit better because they were believing in something outside of themselves as opposed to the whole system, which on any given day was telling you so many crazy things and so many conflicting things that if you only believe in that, that you are bound to go crazy and then need to be medicated or need to lay on a, a couch with a psychologist, you know, for five hours a week. But if you believe in something else, if there's something outside of what's immediately happening here, I think that, that lends itself to being a little bit saner. Uh, Chuck says, if you had to pick one of your childhood toys to introduce to the boys, which one would you pick and why? Chuck, we did a little advanced research on this one. I went into the closet and we busted out. This is old Soundwave from the original Transformers. I got this thing in, I think, 1984. It was my, uh, what was that? That was my eighth birthday, maybe. This is Soundwave who of course he was a cassette player who then transforms into a robot who had an awesome, his head fell off. I got a, we got a deal, we got some glue around here. So Soundwave's head like that, that Soundwave. And then inside Soundwave, you press the button, the button doesn't really work anymore. Now you got Ravage, he's the cassette player who transforms into a Panther. Pretty freaking awesome. But I got this on my birthday, 1984, June 26, 1984. And then he was also sitting in there. I know you asked me for one toy that I want to sh show the kids. But also in that little box, I have my original Boba Fett. The original Boba Fett, okay? And an original Storm Shadow, G.I. Joe. And as you can see, old school, his crotch is totally blown out. That's what happens. Legs, he doesn't have, he doesn't have much going anymore but he's still roughly in one piece. Uh, but I can't wait to get them into that stuff. Like when they're into like toys and whatever it is at the time, hopefully Transformers are still around and G.I. Joe and maybe some Star Wars stuff even like, yeah, I can't wait for that. Uh, Kathy says, I know you have a Tesla. How many miles can you get from one charge? Are there public places you can charge your car? Or do you have to charge at home? How's the maintenance? I'll do the maintenance first. Maintenance is incredible. I've had, uh, we had a, three-year lease on a Tesla. Now we're into a fourth year, I guess, at this point. I've never had a problem with the car. We had one little cracked something. They came here and replaced it. That's it. Uh, so the maintenance is actually super clean and easy and all that stuff. Like just, it, it just doesn't seem to have problems. As for the charge, it depends. You know, if you're on the highway going super fast, the battery does drain a bit quicker. So like I've driven across Florida, across Alligator Alley, and we do have to charge once, like pretty much when you get to the other coast basically. Uh, but I just, I absolutely love the Tesla. 
having everything else that's going on in the world right now, I love the fact that I'm supporting Elon Musk in a, in a very small way. So that's, that's nice too, but it's just a super cool car. And once you start driving it, you really do feel like you've, there, it's just a different level than driving a regular car. I get it that they're not cheap and it's ridiculous that the government's always trying to push people into electric cars. Uh, but it's a really, really freaking cool vehicle. And, uh, and if you can get one, give it a go. And yes, we have a little charger here at home. So I mostly just charge the thing at night. That's it. But you know, if you go to stores they have or hotels, sometimes, uh, you know, they'll charge you overnight or whatever it might be. And Tesla has these superchargers throughout the nation. So you could literally, I could leave my house from Miami this morning. I could put in an address in say Los Angeles, not that I'm going back to LA anytime soon. It'll tell you exactly where you have to start, where, what you'll need in terms of getting the juice at that point and where you have to go all, all the way uh, along your path. Zionist says, when you were in DC recently, did you get the sense from your interviewees that they understand that the American people want action and not just more boring, wasteful, endless hearings? I did, I did. I sort of referenced this earlier. Um, I sense that the Republicans are going to be a little more aggressive, that they are going to push back in the way that Ron DeSantis has pushed back, that they, they have an opportunity here where they didn't quite get the wave that they wanted, but they did get the House. Now Cinema leaves, she's no longer a Democrat, so that's good on the Senate side. Like there is a little bit of momentum there and they have to do some stuff with it. You've got two years to do some stuff with it. And, and you know, at this point with the Biden administration, we all kind of know what it is. It's far more left than most people thought. It's seemingly far more incompetent. It's, it's extremely radical. It's colluding with the government to sound as you like. It's screwed up the economy. God knows what they'll do with the Ukraine war. Like they've done like a whole bunch of stuff, but they really did not pay for it at the, at the ballot box. And that I think has more to do with the fact that people just still aren't sure what are Republicans. Are, are they Trump Republicans, MAGA Republicans, America First Republicans? Or is there something that's a little more, say, tra traditionally Republican? Like, what does that battle look like? Um, and you also have to just take into account the fact that a certain amount of people are just brainwashed and they just think that these people are racist and bigots no matter what. So you just should lean in. That's what I, that's what I told them in my, uh, in my speech last week. It's like, lean into the culture wars, not, not because you're trying to create a war, but because that's where the freaking thing is being fought. You know what I mean? The free speech wars, uh, those are important. They're not like purely political, like, you know, we're, we had 72 senators vote for this and 36, blah, blah, blah. It's not that, it's like free speech is important. Everyone gets that. Fight for free speech. Fight for keeping uh, the CDC and the NIH out of your kids' schools. Like fight for the right things and I think you'll be rewarded. Uh, ben says, so are the Daves gonna have a Brit Milah for the boys at the same time or will it be done by age? So Brit Milah, I believe is the bris, which we did at eight days for each of them. I think you might mean the bar mitzvah, which will be when they're 13 and then they become a man. I just watched the episode of Seinfeld the other day where the kid, he became a man, then he wanted to kiss Elaine and uh, she wouldn't do it, so he renounced his Judaism. We are going to, uh, that's the plan. The kids will have bar mitzvahs. They will, I had a bar mitzvah. My father had a bar mitzvah. My father's father did, going back lots of thousands of years. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll do our best to uh, incorporate that into their lives. Uh, Florida Man says, with a few states re-implementing re mask mandates while the rest of the country is completely open and free, 
Do you think the people will eventually revolt or are they just sitting around begging to be governed harder? So I don't know where there's absolute mandatory mask uh, situations right of this moment, but we covered it yesterday. It looks like LA is about to bring them back. Um, at this point, if you don't realize that you should be responsible for yourself and your family, and that's basically the extent of what you can do, um, I, I don't know what to tell you. But if you live in LA and you abide, you not only did you maybe vote this stuff in, but even if you didn't vote this stuff in, but you participate in the lie, the nonsense that masks work, or whatever else it is that they're going to do, or they're going to start closing schools down again, it's like, it's on you if you're still there. I know that sucks, and I know everybody's got their own issues related to why they can or cannot move, and you've been there for a long time, and your family's there, and you got kids, or you got elderly parents, and all those things. Um, but it's not going to get better. You gotta understand, all of the bad actors, almost, almost without exception, that's what was so crazy about it, almost without exception, the bad actors, the people who did the most draconian stuff, Whitmer, Hochul, Newsom, etc. they all got reelected. So what message was sent to them? You know, that night, boy, I did all that stuff. They seem to like it. I guess I'll do it again. Like that is what they will do. And because science has become so cult-like, you know, if you question these people, you're, you're out on your butt. They don't want that turned around on them. So they are gonna just continue to do it. They really, really will. Uh, Amy says, I bought my husband a bottle of Classe Azul for Christmas, very nice. But what are some other good sipping tequilas you would recommend? I'm so proud of my uh, tequila uh, selection right now. We've got a lot of good stuff. There is one, I wrote it down because I just had a bottle of it the other day. It's Fortalezella, I want to say it right. Fortalezella, F-O-R-T-A-L-E-Z-A. -E a whole bunch of people had mentioned Fortalezella to me over the last couple of months because I do talk about tequila on the show. And Fortalezella apparently is made like the old school way that they made tequila literally like 200 years ago. Uh, and it was really, really clean and smooth. I had the Reposado, it wasn't crazy expensive, maybe 55, 60 bucks for the, for the bottle. And I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Corzo is another one that I've been enjoying. Uh, it's a little kind of, a little more commercial, but it's got a nice, cool, sleek bottle and, and kind of simple. But the Classe Azul, I mean, when you're, when you're feeling good and you got a couple bucks in your pocket, like you just cannot beat it. You cannot beat it. We're having our big, uh, our big Ruben Report holiday party here on Thursday night. And I just bought, did you, did you guys see it downstairs? I bought the massive bottle. It's 400 bucks. Yeah, you can each have one sip, one sip for each. Skinny says, uh, should I have been permanently banned on Twitter a few weeks ago for saying there is no such thing as trans men and trans women, only men and women who suffer from mental illness? Well, I, so you were banned. I take it that was probably before, uh, before Elon took over. Should you have been banned for that? Of course not. You're allowed to have feelings about things. You're allowed to have thoughts about things. You're allowed to make jokes about things, or at least that's the way it used to be. Um, so no, you should not be banned for those things. If someone does not like that statement, then let them block you or mute you or ignore you, et cetera. But you should be allowed to say such controversial things. Meanwhile, did you see this story? We didn't even cover this. This story about the nuclear waste guy. You know, we've got this like polysexual or what is he? He, she, pup woman. 
dude who's like the nuclear waste guy and he gets in dresses and he hangs out with Rachel Levine and it turns out that he stole a couple women's luggage bags from the airport and he was just wandering around with them for months. Like, what? What? CS says, hey Dave, I'm buying a new house and thinking of doing a month-long unplug. Can you recommend a good safe for hiding a phone? <laughs> I, I don't even know what our safe is. It's just kind of a generic safe, but but do it, man. Well, first off, congrats on the new home. And as far as uh, the, the off the grid thing, do it if you can. I mean, try, if you want, do it with me in August and we'll get more and more people to, to do it. I know the, the community will be a little uh, like a ghost town, but I, you know, it's one of the things that has kept me okay throughout all of this. It really is. We are all on an endless, you know, hamster wheel. And we're just going and going and going all the time. And it gets harder and harder to get off that thing. And I think by doing that every month, it's just given me enough space, just enough perspective, you know, just enough room to think about things a little bit differently. Understand that, boy, it feels like an awful lot. You know, you take one day off the machines and you're like, oh my God, what did I miss? But then, you know, you take five days off and you go, all right, all right, all right, I'm still here. Two weeks, I'm still here. A month, wow, the world keeps spinning. Bad stuff is gonna happen, good stuff's gonna happen, and it's still happening one way or another. So why not try it for yourself and, and feel some of that calmness and reset and give your brain a break? I mean, we just don't know what these things are doing to us. We just don't know. Uh, Eamon says, what underrated tool or tools are indispensable for your job. I was thinking about this one, tools. I can't refer to you two as tools, can I? That's not, that, that wouldn't be fair. Uh, tools, I do like the Sharpie. I feel the Sharpie is the key to my whole operation. I scribble a lot on my papers during the show. I draw a lot of concentric circles and play tic-tac-toe with myself. I like the Sharpie rather than just a regular pen. Even if I'm just writing notes or, you know, if I'm just scribbling something down at night, I keep a notebook by my, nightstand and just with some ideas and you know I'm trying to like piece together another book and wh what I would want to do and sketch it together. I've always liked the Sharpie. Now don't inhale the Sharpie. Not good, not good. Summer says, uh, what are some good non-personal Twitter accounts that you follow? Non-personal, uh, I would say there's one, well this guy Mazemore, who is a great, great meme maker. We play a lot of our open Cold opens and cold closes are from Mazemore. He just does a great job uh, of just finding like all of the stuff, all of the lies and exposing all the nonsense. So that's M-A-Z-E-M-O-O-R-E, if I'm not mistaken, Mazemore. Uh, and there's another account called Clown World, which is just like people doing stupid things, you know, morons sticking their fingers in an electric socket or some idiot putting their head you know, down the, the path of a subway train and get their head knocked off. You know, that kind of hilarious stuff. I like those two. Those are big ones. And Libs of TikTok, I guess that's not personal, but, you know, she's doing an incredible job. All this woman does with Libs of TikTok is literally find the crazy people, usually gender-related teachers, who are saying insane things about what they're doing to their students. She just reposts them, sometimes without even commentary, and people, calls that, people call that hate speech, and she was one of the most censored people uh, on Twitter as revealed by the Twitter files. And it's like, all she did was repost the stuff. Usually people post things online because they want it reposted. So it tells you a little bit about the psychology, what's going on over there. Uh, Big Poppy says, will the revelations of the Twitter files actually lead to anything other than, I knew it, 
See, they were colluding. I mean, that's the question. That's the question. And that's also sort of relative to the uh, earlier question about what are the Republicans going to do? It's like, we have these smoking guns now. And it's like, if Jack Dorsey specifically, because he, he's the easiest one to choose here because he was the one that was testifying under oath as the CEO of Twitter. And now we have this information from Twitter. Zuckerberg's done it at a Facebook level. We don't have the, the Facebook files yet. If he absolutely lied under oath to Rand Paul, to Ted Cruz, whoever it might be, you got to pay. You got to pay. Otherwise, nothing matters. We can have these hearings. And I think that's really, in essence, what your question is. Like, we have these dog and pony shows. We have these hearings. And, and you're like, ooh, Ted Cruz really got him. Or, oh, that moment. Look at the way Rand Paul destroyed Fauci. And I've played plenty of those things. But unless something happens to these people, unless it has some teeth, some meaning, then eventually it's like, well, then what's the point of the show? What's the point? Why are we paying attention to these things? I, and that's what I really think is going to change with the Republicans. I think they're realizing that this is not normal politics anymore. Two and a half years after COVID, still going through this nonsense, watching the, the gaslighting of the American people, the censorship of all of us. It's like, if you guys don't do anything here, then as I often say, uh, you don't have to be a Republican, but you can't be a Democrat. It's like, at that point, if we go two more years of this and nothing's come out of anything, then you can't really be a Republican either. And then they will have left, they will have left us with a, a whole new thing that we'll have to think about. Uh, Elizabeth says, do you and David have any special plans or holiday traditions that you're looking forward to sharing with each other and or the boys? Well, I can't wait for Christmas. You know, we, we've been working uh, really hard this year, obviously, my, my whole team and everybody and having, having two babies and it's just been like a lot around here. So having a little time off together just to kind of be in the house and like enjoying ourselves. And especially now, Justin's four months, Luke's two months. Luke is just now coming into himself a little bit more. So you can, he can, I can like kind of move him around a little bit more. And he's like a little more fun. Justin was kind of there early on. Uh, but my, my folks are coming down that week and my brother's coming with his wife and three kids and my sister and her three kids are all down here. So we'll hopefully just all get together and enjoy some good food and, and relax and, uh, and not be on this thing that much and enjoy life. And I hope that's, a, that's what you guys will be doing as well. Uh, as always, guys, if you have not, subscribe at rumble.com slash Ruben Report. And if you want to play along and submit questions, uh, you can do that at rubenreport.locals.com. And we leave you, this one's painful too. We're really just bludgeoning these people. We leave you with Hillary Clinton and some other chicks singing. Goodbye.
Thank you guys for tuning into the Ruben Report direct message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubenreport.locals.com.